0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, drop shipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, In this episode, please make welcome Verity Sewell from smartlittlespace.com. Uh, Verity's super experienced in the Amazon space. She first started selling on Amazon actually way back in 2012. She's also literally helped hundreds of brands when she worked over at Hamish Conway's amazing agency, Sell Global. Uh, Hamish has been a previous guest on this show. Uh, now, While Verity has immense Amazon experience, she's super passionate about brand building, and that's the main focus of our conversation today, how brands can build not just on Amazon, but importantly, off it as well. Now, I also mentioned how to get brand registry for $185 in less than one week. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for this really excellent chat. Now, don't forget to join my Facebook group. Just head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook, and I am offering private coaching, so please head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me, all recorded, all uploaded into your very own private Dropbox folder, uh, and just to make sure that you're heading in the right direction. Anyway, let's get on with this week's show with Verity Sword. To another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. And today I am thrilled to welcome to the show Verity Sewell from Smart Little Space over there in Perth. Verity, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It's
0: great to have you here today. Can you give us a bit of your background? Like you've been helping brands and selling I don't know if you've been selling yourself on Amazon, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, give us a bit of a how did you get into the Amazon space?
1: Yeah, okay, I'll give you a bit of a bit of a backstory. So mm-hmm. I've been in the space probably I think it would be about 2012 when I started out. And I always say to people, I just started like everyone else. I um, learned about selling on Amazon. I joined a course. I went to America and traveled, um, did all sorts of things, and in fact joined quite a few different groups and things like that when I got started. So <laughs> I was like everybody else learning that landscape and it's definitely a bit of an uphill battle to start with as you learn all of that. It's a totally different um you know, space to play in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started by selling in the US and then I branched out to uh, UK and Europe and that's how I really got started. And that was a really amazing experience. And I did really well out of that mm-hmm. um, and that experience. So I learned a lot by doing it myself and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Um, and I had some really, actually my first product I launched did really well. Mm -hmm. And then I launched some other things. Um, I had some success with those. I had a couple where, which I just got rid of, um, as we all do, as we work through what's working and what's not. Mm. And then, um, through my travels and meeting other people in the Amazon space, um, I met someone who was had an agency, um, and he asked if I could um, come on board um, and help with that agency and work with brands. So that took me in a totally different, um, into a different space altogether. And I am just going to stop that ding. Um, so that took me into a totally different space altogether, where I you know, hadn't been working with brands. I'd always been in that private label space and suddenly Mm -hmm. these were people that were quite established. Um, They already had brands in the marketplace in some way. So that might've been through, you know, a website, that might've been through distribution, um, but they were really set up and they were looking at how can I, you know, take my business to the next level? What avenues do I have to grow? And for a lot of those, it was about how can I export? To different markets that's a big thing for them so yeah. Amazon gives you the opportunity not just to sell in the US but you know globally so there was that factor so I was really um, put into this amazing position where I got to see the behind the scenes of how brands worked and what was happening with them and what mm. made them what made them tick what made them successful what would make someone that owned those brands those entrepreneurs what you know, was driving them in certain directions for their business. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that taught me a lot. Um, and obviously, I was playing in the Amazon space where when you work with a brand, you've got to show up and be really professional about what you're doing. So mm. I think it took things to another level. Whereas when you do it on your own, you don't really, it doesn't matter as much because you just trial and error. you just do it yourself. But when you're doing it with somebody else, it takes on a whole nother, Sort of perspective um, yeah. yeah it does it it's does. a whole other
0: absolutely. level isn't it
1: yeah, yeah definitely so that's kind of how I ended up um moving into the space that I'm in now with smart little space and still continuing to work with brands um to help them get set up and launch because it can be really daunting Good, you know, it can be a daunting
0: task for them mm. yeah, yeah absolutely so you you mentioned that you started way back in 2012 like that's you're a veteran mm-hmm. Verity.
1: Yeah I feel Mm. like I do know it's funny I had to look back and I thought oh I didn't realize that I had been doing it for so long but I think you know you I think when I started you know I picked it up and I got really into it and then I put it down for a while and I was working and you know things going on in life and so I picked it up and put it down a few times and then I suddenly I think something changed and I just got really serious. I think I was in a job that I didn't really you know feel like there was a lot of passion for. And I thought mm. this is my exit strategy out of here. And suddenly when I thought that, I got quite serious about it. Um, but I've always sort of played a bit like quiet in the space. You know, I would I'd be part of yeah. lots of groups and things, but I was never really, I guess, outwardly out there. Um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. like now I'm on a podcast. But, um, yeah, it's been interesting. Watch the transition of how Amazon has transformed from what it is today compared yeah. to when I started um and people always say you know like should I get on it now is it the right time and to be honest yes just get on because if you look at yourself in even five years time you'll think I oh, wish I did it then you know that's I right. look back and think, oh I wish i had, you know put more into it at the start but I didn't know that at the start so yeah if, you know if anyone's that sitting on the fence it's definitely just jump in and, and get started now don't leave it till later
0: get your feet wet. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you do the ASM course? Were you one of the ASM kids?
1: I was. Which one?
0: Did you do the ASM one or two?
1: I must have been like two or three, (laughs) something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to Vegas and um, was part of that, which was amazing. It was a great Mm. excuse to go away um, to America anyway, but it was fantastic. And I actually started my business with my mum. That's how Mm. I got started with it. So, um my dad actually was the one that sort of suggested the idea to start with and then um, my mum had retired from teaching and so we thought, you know, this is something that we could do together and we work really well as a team. It's not for everyone but we did work really well as a team and so it opened up this opportunity that we could work together at something and we could talk about it together and I feel like a lot of people miss that and that's why they're always looking to connect in groups because I could always ask her, what do you think about this or what about that idea or do you think we should do this or not? And sometimes when you're on your own, you don't get the chance to to do any of that. So um, if you, you know, I always say to people, try and find someone that you can connect to um, and that you yeah. can build a relationship with. It does make it a lot easier, a lot more fun, I think, in the, in the long term as well.
0: Couldn't agree more. In fact, that's sort of one of the things I struggle a little bit is just being on my own. So that's sort of why I've now teamed up with my brother and we're kind of working together just for that same reason. So yeah, keeping it in the family and I've had my brother on the show before and we sort of, you know, we get on pretty well. Although, you know, he's my little brother, so he's annoying. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, just a bit of banter there. Um, and, of course, the agency that you work for, that has, that was with Cell Global and Hamish Conway over there who I've had on the show before. Yeah. yeah. It
1: was, uh, it was. Hamish is absolutely fantastic of you. Isn't he? If anyone hasn't seen what Cell Global does, go and check them out. Um, they are all about being professional. And I know because I've worked in the back end of that business yeah. um, to see what comes through and work with amazing brands um, that yeah, give you the opportunity to see how, how does that all work? You know, I think that was really fascinating for me. And I know Hamish won't mind me saying that I, that I work for him and all of that. So, mm. um, you know, it was, yeah, it was an amazing opportunity and Hamish has grown that business to, yeah, a phenomenal level, which mm. I think, you know, I think the team was really bra- proud of of what we were doing with those brands and who was coming in the door and what we were showing. And that was also a really rare thing that I got the chance to work with this high-level team of people mm. where we could sit together and come up with ideas, what we needed to do, where we were taking things, what we thought Amazon was doing, where we thought it was going, you know, Mm. and these are all people that we could sit and have those high level discussions. But we also talked about it from a business perspective, which was really unique as well. Yeah. So I think all those things, I've been really privileged that I've had Mm. that opportunity because it is rare. You know, there are a lot of Amazon experts that are out there, but they're experts because they've been in their own business. That's right. Like, you know, to see what happens in other people's businesses, I can definitely say I've seen it all. (laughs) I have seen the good and the bad and everything in between. Mm. And that, you know, I probably come to things with the perspective of, there's always a solution. There's always a, you know, a way forward. And I had a boss once before that said to me, Very, don't come to me unless you have a solution. Yep. <laughs> maybe you think about that a lot. But it's actually true with Amazon because I see a lot of people struggle with just like little things that happen. Remembering that Amazon is Beast into its own, and Mm -hmm. you've got to play in with their rules. And some people get really frustrated with that and don't like what they're doing. And there are definitely things that could be better. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've got to play within those rules. And so, you've always got to come up with solutions. And sometimes those solutions might not be what you thought would be a great solution, but it is something to move yourself forward. Don't get stuck in where you're at. And I think working with big brands where they're expecting you to have a solution or a way forward. Has really taught me that and i always say to people don't get stuck and then don't move forward with your business because you are worrying about something that's going on just charge forward if you can
0: yeah just push on and try and try yeah. and break through because it's sometimes pretty hard and it takes a lot of head banging you know when you're dealing with seller support oh, or brand registry does. support or whatever yeah just trying yeah. to you know and you're getting the cut and paste um responses back and there's just yeah. people not actually thinking about what you've what your what yeah. your problem is with amazon or you know what the issue is yeah, absolutely so you do just
1: have to keep going that's you my advice for just, just keep, keep replying tickets. To buy yep. new tickets because someone else might pick it up and give you the answer correct all those sorts of things uh, it's it's you know it's not groundbreaking <laughs> people say well, what's the solution i say well that that's really what you need to be doing um and just keep at it if you can
0: so let's let's talk about brands then because um, obviously it's something that you're really passionate about. You've had yeah. amazing insights into mm-hmm. lots of different brands, probably selling lots of different products and lots of different categories. What are the sort of things yes. that you would recommend for a new brand who is thinking about setting up on Amazon, the sort of activities that they could yeah. do? To Obviously you're working on Amazon's platform, but at the same time you do want to have a brand presence on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can touch on that.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I love playing in the brand space because I work with brands. So I see what they're doing to make them successful um, and what works and and also what doesn't work and why some brands I've dealt with have changed branding um, along the way for lots of reasons and all of that. But I think the thing to know is that sometimes people don't realise until it's pointed out to them that Amazon is becoming brand-focused, like absolutely pushing you and forcing you down that path. So if people go, well, what? do you mean by that? I'd say, go on the platform and have a look at what they've changed just in the last, let's say two years even. So we're seeing that they are forcing us down that path with things like the IP accelerator system. So brand registry. Mm-hmm. So they had brand registry, getting a trademark, which goes with that. You know, people went, oh, that's going to take me years. I won't bother. Amazon realized that they want people to be direct- um trademark they open up ip accelerate so that's like one example Mm. of that then you have things like the tools so the a which goes with brand registry which is a plus your storefront features all those kinds of things you've got your advertising so the different types of ads that i mean that's fairly new you know that wasn't like a couple of years ago that wasn't around you couldn't do what you can do now Mm. you've got things like amazon live The transparency program and project zero like all those things there's there's a whole ton there's a whole heap more but they're all pointing you in the direction to say amazon wants to deal with serious brands that's what they want and if you talk to the inside amazon people they'll even say that that amazon wants that that's where they want this platform to go um so taking that hint it's like do something about it you know if that's what they're suggesting this is your chance to stand out now we know the us is a busy marketplace so it's about how do we stand out from the crowd and what takes someone from one level to the next so i often talk to brands where they're doing all the right things they've optimized their listings they're they're really quite advanced they've got good sales and like what now like what do i what do i do next and for a lot of people it's like well you're doing everything right so just keep doing that but really the next level of that mm. becomes your brand because you're thinking about it really differently when you're you're focusing on your brand. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot that comes into branding as well. And I think that's where people go, I don't know quite where to start. So I like to say to people, I always ask the question of like, how would you describe yourself? Would you say that you're an Amazon seller? And most people in that space say, yeah, I'm an Amazon seller. That's mm-hmm. what I do. Um, but I always like to say that you're actually a brand and Amazon's just the distribution channel that you sell on. And when I say that to people, I have to sometimes give them a second to just digest that mm-hmm. because they're like, what are you talking about? So if we just took Amazon away, all together as a platform, what are you left with? Some products and maybe a brand name. And when we look at it like that, suddenly our mindset changes about what we're doing. And that's the difference between a private label seller at the moment at one level to a brand owner at the next level, which is the people that I usually work with. That's the real difference. It's a mental shift. Mm. It's not very exciting, is it? But it's a mental shift. Mm. And what comes into that is if we said to you, you know, you could sell on all these different platforms, but Amazon might be the one that you want to sell on. Mm -hmm. That's what you should be thinking about, not just Amazon, my full focus. And I think we get stuck into that mindset. Mm -hmm. So I always like to say to people, if you're thinking what's the next level, what's something that you can do? Firstly, get into the mindset that Amazon is just a distribution channel for your products and your brand. Mm -hmm. I also say to people, if you were to distribute, to retail stores I always try to kind of get into people's mindset with this Mm -hmm. and I say if you were to distribute into a retail store and you took what you've got currently with your brand so it might just be the brand name sell on Amazon got a white box got some nice pictures listings fully optimized and great but apart from that that's all that's going on for me Mm -hmm. and I said do you need to distribute to these stores would you feel confident to put a catalog together and say them? would you sell my products and a lot of the time, they say, "Oh no, I'd be a bit embarrassed to do that. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really look that great. Like I, I don't think I would present that to them." And that usually says to me that there's a lot of work that needs to happen mm-hmm. from a brand perspective. So the first thing that you can do—that's the easiest thing you can think of to start with—when people feel really overwhelmed with where do I start with the brand, and I thought, or I thought I already had one because I had a brand name—is Focus on the visual aspects because we are visual and it's the easiest thing to start to capture Mm -hmm. as we build it out. And it's the fun thing usually for people. So I usually say to people, look at your colors. What colors are you drawn to? What fonts are you drawn to? And people go, I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. So I say, look for three to five competitors within your space Mm -hmm. that you're really drawn to. Save them. And then look at them across your screen. So get them all up on a website, have a look at their website. If they're on Amazon, doesn't matter where they are, have a look and see what are you drawn to? What is it that you really like about them? Because it's telling you something you're drawn to some part of it. Mm-hmm. Then you need to start thinking about well, what are the colors and what represents my brand? What would the audience like to see? So we a lot of sellers on Amazon, because we can use FBA, we become a bit removed. We do. And that's good yeah. and bad because if we live across the world, we can sell in a place where we don't have to physically be there. Mm. Which is fantastic. But it means that we start to forget that someone's buying something, that there's someone on the other end that actually wants really good quality. They want to you know, receive something um, that they've purchased as they were thought it would be. So that all comes into thinking about what would that person want coming up with an avatar for your customer mm-hmm. and i get so deep into that whole concept of an avatar i usually create a name for them who they are what they do do they go and have a coffee on the weekend are they into yoga and health and what mm-hmm. what who is it who is that person who's your ideal customer and then what would they like to see when it comes to your branding
0: and that yeah. narrows
1: it down even further so looking at your colors Your visual content, so fonts. Looking for images that inspire you. That's a great way to start to think about what can my brand look like. Mm -hmm. But then you have to go deeper into it about what do I stand for, what are my beliefs, where's this business going? You know, what what am I providing to the customer? All -hmm. those kinds of questions start to come out of that, and that's where you're doing a much bigger sort of strategy aspect to things. But that's also really important. I also say to people that this is building an asset for you. Branding is really about building an asset for you. So it means that if you thought to yourself, I would like to sell my business down the track. Now, yes. I get this question where people say, but I don't have to be fully into branding on Amazon. And you don't, you can sell with really simple branding, you know, just your, your logo and your name, that could mm-hmm. be enough. That's not stopping you. But thinking that bigger picture You've got to think to yourself, well, if I was to sell this business this year, for instance, you're at that point, you're considering it. There are people out there that are looking to buy businesses, but they, like flipping a house, want to see what the value is that they could add to it. And some of them are really, really smart about going, they've done none of that. So I'm going to go and pitch at this price. And you might be happy with that. You might be going, that's great. I'm happy to sell that price. Mm, And that's mm. fine. But they will take that asset, they will brand it heavily, they'll work on that aspect, you know, and that building that trust with customers and that Mm. recognition. They will then go on to sell it for hire. And would you like to be that person that's selling it for hire because you put that bit of effort in at the start to brand. So it's always something I say to people that if you're thinking about this, it is building that asset for you and that value within your business if that's something that you want to do.
0: I agree. And I think there's also the really important factor of the end to end customer experience in relation to the brand. So it's the, as you said, the customer expectation and the perception of the brand, excuse me, all the way through to the packaging and how the experience of unboxing or unwrapping um, a product that they've received that can follow into a insert card. So there's a lot of different aspects to, to branding and the brand experience. For you know the way that you want to present your brand to customers and the experience that they have. Going right back to the beginning, though, you talked a lot about how Amazon's been. I guess I wouldn't even say um, encouraging people to get trademarked and get a brand registered. Uh, you know aspect of their Amazon mm-hmm. career because uh, you know you, you mentioned transparency, you mentioned Project Zero, um, you, you know all of those different uh, features that you know, with all of the benefits that you get from the advertising. You know, it's just, there's no doubt. And in fact, there's one thing that um, I reckon we should add, which is that it's actually getting very hard to even create a listing without a trade, without a registered trademark. Um, and then going, yeah. trying to go back and edit it later it just ends up with a whole bunch of errors that pop up on the listing. And yeah, they're just making you run around in circles if you don't have a trademark.
1: I do think that they will force it yep. at some point coming. Me too. I, I feel that that is the next step. And like I said, they want serious sellers Serious brand sellers on there. So they want to know that that has been completed and we will get to a point where if you don't have it, you cannot sell. So it's really important that you think about that now rather than get caught in that later down the track.
0: Agreed. And it's also the fact that Amazon is doing a lot of this work to protect registered brand owners from hijacking, from counterfeiting. It really wants to clean up its marketplace. So it's encouraging brands to... know because it it doesn't want just the small brands it wants the really big ones as Mm -hmm. well and it wants to display to some of the bigger brands like the nikes that they've had issues with the birkenstocks that they've had issues with in the past even gigantic companies like apple that refuse to sell on amazon you know they're the sort of brands too that amazon's trying to attract and they want to make the marketplace look as possible as attractive as possible Mm -hmm. but also as safe as possible for for brands to transact on uh, without risk of hijacking and counterfeiting and all the other rubbish that happens um I was going to say too that last week, actually actually two weeks ago, I registered a trademark with, uh, with IP Australia, IPA, um, okay. which uh, you know, was approved within about 24 hours. I ended up with a pending registration number. I jumped onto Amazon brand registry with an Australian trademark and got brand registry for that brand inside a week. So mm, the IP really accelerator good. program is good, but it's super expensive. That whole exercise cost me doing it myself two hundred and fifty Australian dollars. And now I've got brand new registry for a new brand on Amazon. So I just want to yeah. throw that in as a little top tip as well that you don't have to yeah. spend much money to get brand protection and all the goodies Mm -hmm. that come with brand registry absolutely
1: uh, that's what you want you need it to to sell now and to compete you need it and i think shoppers are becoming smarter they're looking for things you know they're looking they want to go and they want to see things like a plus they don't know (laughs) what that's called they have no idea as a customer that something's called a plus you know, content, but they are looking for that. They look, they're looking for that extra information and what's there and they, they can start to see the difference between good listings and bad listings. So I think the customer experience is actually changing mm. as the platform changes and the expectations there. So it's something to be mindful of always considering who's at the other end of it
0: absolutely and you know you mentioned store like a storefront as well you know they're they're pretty customizable and you can actually make your mm. brand experience and your you know really get that, that feeling of your brand across within your storefront
1: there's so much you can do with the storefront it is an amazing tool that so many people are terrified to, no, <laughs> to kind of dig into but it's just it gives you you can lead people there you yep. know you can showcase things you can make creative multiple pages you know i worked like i've worked with companies where they've you know they might have something about their product where um it's very hard to sort of like fit it like if it's clothing or something mm. like that and they'll have sizing guides on there to help you know people to choose like extra information you can add in there That's and right. you can look at the insights and the results and you can look at the data that comes from your storefront it can be really interesting to, to to look at it so it's another place that you should be um spending your time and effort on the storefront
0: completely agree with that too. they've got the the bit that i like is the when you're driving external traffic into your storefront mm-hmm. from say adwords or email or facebook ads mm-hmm. and you can set up little tags so that when someone clicks a google ad and you've clicked the destination you put the destination in there in the url to your storefront on amazon you can track that traffic and you can also you know see you return on investment on that traffic. You might have spent hundred dollars on Google Ads traffic into your Amazon storefront, and then you can see that you've oh, made you know five thousand dollars in revenue from sales directly as you know as a result of that traffic. So, yeah. um, for the very first time, we've actually got reasonable analytics that live inside the store. It's the only place at the moment, as far as I'm aware, that you can get that mm-hmm. sort of level of analytics. Um, and but- I
1: think they're going to grow that. I think they they mm-hmm. keep adding and tweaking, and I think it will be one of those areas where they do add extra things. They're always tweaking um, the different content you can put in there um, and all the modules that you can add into it from the design point of view. So I think they will grow it further and further and they'll use it as almost like a part to promote, Um, you know, we've got the promotions area when we're selling, but they will really start to link it and focus on that storefront. And what we can do in that space. So, Mm. you know, it is what, and you don't have to overcomplicate it. I said to people, just start a one-page storefront. It's better to have something than nothing at all. That's right. You know, just start something and have that one-pager could have just really simple branding and and your one product. You can have a storefront with less than, you know, like just one product. You don't have to have a whole suite of products.
0: No, you don't. And I mean, look, even things like Amazon posts, right, where you can sort of do mm-hmm. those sort of social media feeds that show up on mobile mm-hmm. uh, product pages, on competitive product pages, or even your own. If you're on a mobile device and you scroll down the page a bit on, the, on your product pages, you'll mm-hmm. see the you know the, the Amazon posts from other brands that are that are really pushing their brand hard against you know, uh, on your post or on your yeah. product page. So. Um, yeah, look, it's just there's a lot of different things that um, you can be doing to really promote your brand on Amazon. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. What about um, the actual detail page itself or the product pages? What are your sort of top tips there in terms of like imagery and, and things like mm. that? What are your thoughts there? So
1: I always say to people that you, like when it comes to your images, that's like real estate on Amazon. That's mm. how you kind of got to look at it. And I look at images, when we take a whole listing, I look at images and say the copy as two very separate things Mm -hmm. um, because the copy is really going to work in with the algorithm to get you found. Mm. So that's there for a distinct purpose to really get you found. And that's why we focus on keywords and all of that that really makes up the listing, because if you can't get found, (laughs) no one's going to buy from you. But equally hand in hand with that is that if you have terrible images, it means that no one's going to click on you and no one's going to buy from you and you've just lost that altogether. So all the work you put in to the keyword research is not going to save you if your images are not up to scratch. Mm. So I always think that they, they are really important factors for you know most people know that that they need to focus on both but the one thing that I see people do a lot is that they get to the images stage and they it all falls down so they've gone through sourcing they've gone through freight they like you know they've done everything and then when someone says you need to spend some money to get really good images they go a bit cheap and they go no 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 (laughs) I'll just get you know that that will do and it and you know, you represent the brand really badly, yeah. um, you know, and sometimes products are amazing. And when people receive them and they go, wow, this is great. It's way better than I thought. You know, that's mm. not a good situation. You need to be showing it off. Your images are real estate. It's a place to show off your brand, to talk about it, to feature it. Mm. And one simple thing that if you can do that a lot don't do is to get lifestyle images, which people cringe at because they think, how am I going to afford to, or how do I get someone to do it? There are so many agencies go onto Instagram and look up the keyword product photographers in your area. That's where they hang out. That's where product photographers are. They don't always have to be an Amazon product photographer. In fact, some of the best photographers that I work with are not Amazon specific because they look at this from a really different point of view. Um, And so what they create in their images is amazing. And then you're going to take those and get graphics put on them so that they're Amazon ready. Yep. You know, so the more visuals, if you had to spend money on one part of your listing, make mm-hmm. sure that you spend it on your images, get a whole ton done so that you can use it in A plus, you can use it in storefront, that yep. you have more than just five images that you have to recycle. It is so, so worth it. If you're thinking, how do I boost my sales? How do I grow? Images, go and get them done, tweak them. You know, split test them, do as Mm. much as you can around that because we're all visual. If we took off every image of Amazon and we just left the keywords, you'd find it really hard to choose what you wanted. So think (laughs) about it like that. And people go, Yeah, I couldn't pick. I couldn't pick my, you know, tray or I couldn't pick my mug or, you know, whatever it was that I was buying. I wouldn't know what it looks like. So, you know, think about like that. That's how important it is Mm. that not just your main image, but what comes under that remembering people scan things so when they're looking at their images they will scan through so they want to see simple messages when it comes to text on those images so the graphics but infographics is a great way like symbols is a great way to represent things if you have a very technical product or let's say an electrical product they're things where people want to read about it they will go and they will sift through that listing and they will read every bullet point they're the listings where that really happens but if you're selling a coffee mug People may not be interested in reading your bullets, but it's really important that you still have them in there for your keywords and if you have that person that wants to read it. But it's a real focus for people that have a very technical product that they focus on what they're telling customers.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Couldn't agree with you more there. What about things like video as well? Yeah. So video
1: mm. video is amazing. Um, Another one that's probably forgotten about a little bit or not sure where to start. So if you're really thinking to yourself, I would like to do something. I have a budget. I'm not sure where to start. I just want to test something out, which is a, will be a lot of people, is go on things like Fiverr. You can find people where you can have a slideshow. So a video doesn't necessarily have to be you know, actual footage of someone using it. That's where people kind of get a bit nervous at the cost to do something like that would just blow out and it, and it can be expensive. Mm. So you can go on somewhere like Fiverr and have um, lots of photos. Again, you've invested in the photos. You want to use them. You've got them there. You can have lots of photos that are flipping over like a presentation with some nice music over the top with your, you know, brand name at the start. So you really want to brand your video as well. You want mm-hmm. to have your logo or your name or a tagline, you know, so if you've got something that you say about your product, um, you know, feature that on there at the start. Um, you can just have photos after that or you have some words. You can get someone on Fiverr to do that for a really affordable cost. And that is better than not having something at all. Mm-hmm. You can then, as you grow and you scale, you might think, okay, now it's time for me to, you know, maybe invest a little bit more. You can do an unboxing video, you know, things like that. You can literally get your phone and unbox something. I actually did that for someone yesterday that I ordered something and it came and I unboxed it for them. And they're like, oh, can you send me some more shots of the the box and things, you know, to see it in real life. So think, people love that. They really, that's why people go to YouTube. Mm -hmm. So, you know, an unboxing video and you can just um, take all the sound out and put music over the top if you didn't want to have your voice over it or something like that or you wanted to make it look a bit more professional. So there are lots of ways to do it. But again, that video will show up underneath your images. That is real Mm -hmm. estate. People will often skip all the images and just go to that to see what you're talking about. You can put more than one video on there. Yep. So I know some that do purely a video about their brand. That's like a whole video is just about who they are um, and then they have it about those specific products or that product or a feature or how to put it together. So they have multiple things. So you can, um, if you've got the time and effort, you can put more than one video onto your listing as well.
0: Oh, You can have heaps of them and you can kind of push a lot of the other videos out of the way if you're lucky enough to get in early yes. uh, because there's always other sort of related videos that pop up on your listing too, certainly on a desktop. Um and then, of course, there's the video ads as well. So if you keep the ad or the video under 44 seconds or 45 seconds technically um, and it's the right codec or sort of hoo hard, then you can have those amazing video ads. Again, only for brand registered businesses get access to those video ads. But they take up so much real estate in the search results, don't they? And they're they very, do really well. powerful. They do great. They
1: convert really, really yes. well. Headline ads and video ads. If you're struggling a little bit, they convert really, really well. And another tip for anyone that's selling in Australia, Mm -hmm. they are the best ads to run. So the clients that I work with that have brands that are selling on the Amazon Australia platform, we all know it's a much smaller platform. Without a doubt, the headline ads just kill every other ad. They just... You know are amazing at what they convert so it's almost at the point where you go just do the headline ads don't bother about anything else so um you know if you that's where that brand registry comes in you don't mm-hmm. have access if you don't have that um but yeah use those videos think about where you can share that content put that video on youtube as well and put a link to your to yeah, your Apple page. you mm-hmm. know like in your store you know you can use it in lots of places so even though you might be spending on photos you might be spending on video you might you know all those places mm. recycle it how many places can you share that with can you go to some bloggers and share that with them you know get featured in something like there's so many ways you can do that once you've had that one piece of content
0: yeah. made is there any difference between branding and amazon uh, marketplaces do you think like would you be doing something different in europe versus the united states versus australia question without notice yeah. or is it just no, the same
1: I think it's pretty similar. Mm. There are things that will be different, and a lot of that's talking about who the audience Inces, is, what yeah. they what they're going to expect. Without a doubt, there are things that are different, and you don't have access to certain things in some locations. Correct. So mm. um, that will that also makes a bit of a difference where some of the tools are not quite there, mm. um, whereas US has like everything. Um, but there's not. There's not too much of a difference. Um, some of the issues that we see when people say sell in UK and then Europe is that the or you know in other locations where it's all connected is the language barrier with images. Mm-hmm. So we put a lot of text over and the images pull through and there's a lot there's a lot of issues with that. Mm-hmm. So um, Amazon will I have no doubt at some point decide there's a smarter way to do this because <laughs> that is a problem um but yeah that's probably a big difference in terms of like you know you're putting graphics over your images and then if you're selling in a country with a different language things like that but yeah. overall the strategy is really the same um yeah. they want to see the same things so you know if if you've got the tool there you should try and use it um or test it you know that that's what i think you know they're offering it to you try and use it
0: um verity that's I think they're all the questions that I have at the moment. Is there anything else that you want to add that we might have missed?
1: I don't think so. I think it's been great to have a chat about branding and what you can do. I think just I would say to people, you know, this is your chance to show the world what your brand is about. Think about it from the bigger picture. Mm. Take yourself away from Amazon as the central place so that you can get yourself into that mindset because as soon as you do that, you start to think, what else could I add? You know, what else would my brand need to stand alone if Amazon wasn't the main place? And that's where you get really serious. And that's the difference that I see when I work with brands. That's how they come to work with me. They, they know that, they understand that. And so when they show up, they're ready to play. Um, and whereas private label, you've gone through huge amounts of learning to get to where you are. Mm. But if you want to take it to the next level, that's what you've got to think about. Where else could I launch? You know, it doesn't mean that you're going to, but it gets you into that mindset that you know where you're going to take things. So I think it's really important um, to take yourself away from Amazon and that whole space and join some groups that are not necessarily Amazon specific, but a product-based, you know, groups and things like that, because that gives you really good insight because those people often don't know what you're talking about with Amazon. Um, And sometimes we get a little bit caught in that space. So, you know, look for things about product-based, businesses and join those and Mm. you know interact with those people they will often give you really great feedback about your product because they're not coming at it from an amazon point of view but from the consumer so if you can do that that's also another great way to meet people and and grow your business
0: wonderful thank you so much for joining me on the show today and how can we get in touch with you
1: so, you can find me. I'm about to relaunch a new website. So, Ooh. if you're listening to this right now, then um, you probably see my website that's a bit average. Um, but we're about to launch a new website. So, you can find me over at smartlittlespace.com. Mm-hmm. But you can also find me um, on Facebook. We have Smart Little Space has a Facebook page, but we also have a group as well. So, we put up things. I'm actually going to be talking to someone about product photography soon. So, we put up all those kinds of things in that group. So, you can find us um, through that as well. And you can send me an email or a facebook message all those things i'm really happy to answer any questions or get in touch with anyone so always feel
0: free to to reach out awesome thank you so much again for coming on the show it's oh, great, thank to, you for having great me. to catch up yeah fantastic. let's get you thank back thank you thank you so much Chris. <laughs> all links and show notes for this episode can be found over at the australianseller.com forward slash podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher or your favorite podcast platform Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.